Welcome, bienvenue as CYC podcast discussions on child and youth care and our ongoing collaboration with Taking It Global Rising Youth podcast. I'm your host today, Wolfgang Vachon. Before we begin our conversation, I'd like to do, do a quick little update on the collaboration between CYC Podcast and Taking It Global. We're excited to announce that we are going to be continuing this partnership for another year with a few small changes. Jay will continue doing her great monthly episodes, and then Salvatore and I will alternate between a rising youth-themed podcast and a broader conversation on child and youth care. So we can bring some of those discussions back. And then once quarantine is over, we will also have our French colleagues back. Now to today, we're speaking about leadership, developing leadership, and what leadership is. With me is Jenny G, one of the co-leads for the Innovate and Inspire Youth Leadership Workshop in partnership with the Working Women Community Center located in Toronto, Canada. Welcome, Jenny, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Um, to start, could you just introduce yourself a little bit and what is Working Women or what is the, uh, the Inspire Youth Leadership Workshop? Oh, awesome. Um, so hi, everyone. Um, my name is Jenny. I'm the co-lead for the uh, Youth Leadership Workshop in collaboration with the Working Women Community Centre, which is a nonprofit that's based in the Dufferin-Bloor area of Toronto. Um, they've been working there and working with the immigrant community from the um, Latino community since the early 1970s, so a very well-established nonprofit. And what we decided to do was with the um, grant that was provided to us by Rising Youth and the government of, uh, of, of Canada, we decided to create a youth leadership workshop, which, uh, which was a one-day workshop where we brought together speakers um, and uh, did a leadership building activity with uh, youth in the community, in the Bloor Dufferin community, from the specific uh, Latino community that the Working Women Community Center serves. Um, and then that's what we decided to do. And uh, me personally, I am a public servant by day. And after work, uh, in, my, in my spare time, I'm uh, avid volunteer. So I've been volunteering uh, in my local communities um, all across Ontario since 2006. So I started in high school and um, finished 300 hours over the course of four years. And I've never looked back since. So that's kind of how I also got uh, inspired to be involved in this initiative. That's great. Public servant by day, community servant by evening weekend, all the other times. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things I really like about this project, uh, I mean, all the, all the rising youth projects, they're, they're, they're so exciting. One of the things about this project that particularly intrigues me is the, this idea of partnering with existing communities. So we don't need to start a whole new project every time we, we begin something. And this idea that leadership is also about discovering the needs of the community. So could you tell us a little bit about how did this project come to be and, and how were the needs recognized by um, Working Women Community Center? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so then, <clears throat> uh, sorry, my, my throat's a bit dry. That's okay. Drink water, clear your throat. <clears> throat> yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so my involvement with um, the Working Women Community Center um, WWCC or uh, WIC for short, which is 
what I call them for short. It, uh, so it actually started in 20, um, early 2018, late 2017. So they have a program called the On Your Mark program, which is an academic uh, tutoring program. And um, this is a program that was inspired by the fact that uh, children from particular immigrant communities in Toronto, especially recent immigrant families, they don't do quite as well in school as, as other children. So um, the Working Women Community Center, uh, they're very focused on serving the needs of the uh, Latinx, Latino, Latina community, uh, which is their target population. So then they have staff who are Portuguese speaking, they have staff who speak Spanish, who um, would be the language of choice for a lot of the, a lot of the parents. Um, and then me being a first generation immigrant myself, it was just a mission that really resonated with me because um, when I went in for, the, for for my interview, I was so nervous, but then um, uh, the person who interviewed me, so one of the staff members, she was so welcoming. And then when she started talking about just kind of the challenges that these first generation immigrant families go through and then just what kind of, um, like like the types of problems that the moms go through, it just, rem- it just reminded me so much of what I had to go through when I was younger that it made me realize that, um, I mean, I'm not from that community, but we have so much in common and this was really a cause I could get behind. So that's kind of how I got involved. I started as as a tutor with the On Your Mark program and they're always looking for volunteers. So it was definitely an initiative that I would recommend your listener um, check out. Um, It's also very close to the subway station. So really convenient transportation wise. And, and, and they have um, a lot of flexibility in accommodating your schedule of when you meet your 2T to help them through their homework. So that's kind of how I got involved. And then um, through that, I had that connection already with the Working um, working Women Community Center. And I really liked their work. I really liked the staff there. And I thought that this was a really great mission. I, I could get behind myself. Um, and then when I saw the grant opportunity come up, that's when I thought it'd be a really good opportunity to address a missing program need that I thought... Um, that I saw in their, in their programming base, because they, they have programming, uh, geared toward academic tutoring. They also have programming geared toward, um, just helping the immigrant families. But then there was really nothing that was more inspirational. There was just kind of, let's get you up to where others are. And then let's kind of get you the resources that you need that other people, if they don't have language barriers, can, can access for themselves. But then there wasn't really anything that kind of was, you know, taking uh, somebody who was in high school thinking about like, what do I want to do with my life? Uh, Why don't I consider a leadership opportunity? Maybe it's because they don't really see that around them. They don't see the possibility. Um, And then uh, especially when you're um, in a certain, I guess, when you're kind of in your own little world, there. You're, you're kind of limited by what you see and then what you see limits what you think you can do. So then that's kind of what we wanted to address. Just bringing in the fact that you can think about these other things that maybe you don't see leaders of, of a certain background um, very often in, in media, but it doesn't mean that they don't exist. It, it just might mean that they don't get on the, front page, um, on the front pages of newspapers. So then that's kind of the problem that we wanted to rectify which is where the inspiration of having a youth leadership workshop really came in because we, then we can target youth when they're in high school, when they're kind of thinking about what do I want to do with the rest of my life? What do I want to study? Um, they're kind of setting out, you know, 
uh, a direction for themselves at that stage. And it's still quite early so that even if you're making lots of mistakes, like it, there's plenty of time for you to go and, you know, still do something like really, really amazing and, 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 and just like make yourself, um, a really, really happy life. So that's kind of the, uh, part that we wanted to tackle and also really complemented nicely their existing tutoring programs, which is focused on kids that who are a bit older in elementary school, but also kids who are in high school. So then they already had that built in population that we wanted to leverage. Um, and then to add on programming that complemented what they were already doing at the working women community center. Um, so that's kind of like a, like a long winded explanation of how I got involved and how this workshop came to be and why, um, we decided to do a partnership with an existing community center, uh, with an existing nonprofit instead of just going out and striking something, um, and creating it on our own. Yeah. The- there's so much that you said there, Jenny, that, that, that really excites me. One of the things that you, you began with was this idea of um, obstacles and challenges and, and limitations and struggle. And where the project brought you was rather than focusing on that is, is leadership and, and development and capacity. And I think for many people, it's a bit of a shift, right? We, we hear these narratives of, you know, the, the the immigrant the the refugee the newcomer the struggles the academic you know failures etc cetera, etc cetera. and that's not what you took to focus on at all rather how do we how do we support leaders and obviously you are you are you know a, a motivated person you're you're a, um you have a variety of leadership capacities and there's this perception i think that leaders are are born and yet what you're talking about is saying hey how do we support enhance and develop leaders what how did you facilitate or develop your own leadership skills throughout this project um i think definitely uh that's a debate that's um ongoing in the leadership world and um, people always wonder is, is our leaders born or are you made? And I think for me, I'm more, I, I lean more towards the leaders are good leaders are made. They're not necessarily born. I think um, something that we talked about in our workshop and which I think the kids really, really liked um, was the fact that you can be at that. Anyone can be a leader. So we walked, uh, so, so we watched, uh, TED talk, um, that talked about everyday leadership and the concept from there was you can be a leader through your everyday actions. You don't have to have the title first to act like a leader. You don't have to have, you don't have to be the VP of something to still be a leader and to inspire somebody and to change somebody's life. Um, so I think the, the story that the TED talk, uh, talked about was how, um, there was this, um, person who was working at a university and then he was walking in line, handing out candy. And, um, there was this one girl in line who just was absolutely horrified and, and scared of being at university, feeling that she wasn't ready yet. And she was almost ready to go home until so he got there. And then he gave her a lollipop and then, and then he made some joke and then everybody laughed and then she just felt so welcome. Um, and, uh, and then right there and then she decided that, no, I'm, I'm going to stay here. And then years after, even though he had forgotten about that, that 
that incident, um, that she came up to him years after and said, you're the reason why I stayed at this university and now I'm graduating. Um, and I think just moments like that is that would be a leadership moment. And I think people don't always think of themselves as having that capacity. So then one of the points of our leadership workshop was also just to instill that idea that, you know, you don't need to be like the president of the U S like you don't need to be prime minister to be a leader. You can, you can be an everyday, uh, an everyday leader. You can do small action that would, would still have a huge impact on someone's, on someone's life. And you might not know for years after, but I think just kind of holding yourself to that standard that I can be a leader and that it is a possibility for me. Um, I think an idea like that was really interesting and was something that, that we had discussed and how, how I guess I think about my leadership um, development for myself is I try to seek out opportunities like this. And I try to seek out opportunities um, in areas that I can really, really, really um, support so for example, the mission of the Working Women Community Center, uh, which is that they see the possibility and then they take action. And then they also see the person behind the number, which are two of the, the pillars of, of their philosophy, which is something that I personally believe in. So I think um, for my own leadership development, it's just been seeking out the opportunity, taking the initiative and not being afraid to um, raise, raise your hand when you think that there's something that you could do and there's something that you want to do. And then number two is not being afraid to ask for help. So when I started this workshop, um, so I approached uh, Maria at the Working Women Community Center, and um, she has been a huge advocate and she has been a huge source of support throughout this whole process. And um, I also thought that, you know, I, I don't want to take this on alone. So I found a co-lead um, who is uh, Jay. And um, so we worked on this workshop together. So I think it's, for my leadership development, I think we each have our own style and my style has always been very, it's more of a collaborative, um, not really like micromanaging kind of, uh, leadership, um, style. But I think I also subscribe to the idea that we can all be leaders every day in our own actions. And you don't have to wait for that one big moment when you're on stage in front of millions to say that I, I, I'm a leader. Um, and that's something that I wanted to, pass on to the youth um, who participated in our workshop. And what were some of the, the insights that were, were gained or some of the, the knowledge that was generated in the workshop about what is leader? So if we have listeners who are, who are saying, yeah, I don't, I don't know, or I don't, I'm not really comfortable calling myself a leader, or I don't really buy that leadership is, is, is made. You know, I see people in my school and they're clearly leaders and I'm not one of them. What are some of the things that came out of the workshop about how we can support people developing leadership capacity? Um, I think something that came out of the workshop was uh, so then we had a panel discussion where we brought in speakers who, who are in a leadership capacity and who were from the community. So I think num number one was just uh, raising awareness and raising the profile of people who uh, are leaders, but who might not always get on the front pages just because of um, the type of organization. Maybe it's not always in the, you know, it's not always in the news um, or, or it's uh, just, not what people usually think of when you think of leadership. It doesn't come first um, to mind. So number one of what we did was we, we brought in a very diverse panel of speakers to speak to the kids. And, 
And um, this was to talk about their own experiences. So we had, I think, the most amazing stories um, from people who come from such different backgrounds and had had such different and um, varying life experiences. But the one thing that everybody said was there will be challenges in life. And as, as a person, but also as a leader, you will face challenges. And it's not a question of will you, it's a question of when will you. And uh, what's important is how do you react when those challenges come into your life? And um, every one of our panelists had points where in their life, they had pointed out um, parts that were very, very difficult. Um, Some have come from very humble beginnings and some have had uh, things happen to them throughout their life that kind of made them step back and then reconsider and, and reassess. I think the one message message that they had for um, us throughout the workshop was you have to think about solutions, not just focus on the problem and you have to be optimistic and you have to just never give up. So failure is not something to be embarrassed of. Failure is not something to be afraid of. It's actually a really good learning opportunity. And what you do when, when those failures come into your life is what um, is, is, is going to be what is character building and is going to be character building um, building for someone who's going to be a future leader. So I think just having that message um, told to them by people who uh, are from their community, people who look like them, people who come from similar backgrounds, people who really understand their family dynamics, the culture, who really understand what they may have had to go through or what, you know, is coming down the line. I think that was really helpful and that was a really big highlight of the day. Um, and me listening to it, I, I felt so inspired afterwards. I was thinking, wow, like this is so inspiring for me too. And and I am definitely not in high school. Uh, so um, <laughs> nice. that, that, that was something that I thought was um, really interesting and something that I took away myself from the day. Absolutely. You know, right now we are all around the world to greater or lesser extent, all dealing with a huge, massive global challenge, of course. And, and, and I think many of us are experiencing senses of failure, senses of, of confusion, feeling at a loss, not knowing what to do. And, and all of us have heard, I think, over, over our, our lives, whether we be in elementary school, high school, or beyond, this idea of, of you know, moving through failure, don't giving up. In those moments when we experience failure, how do we move through it? What does, what does that mean? Because I, you know, I speak for myself, you know, I, I get down, I start to doubt myself, I, I, I wonder why I did that, you know, what, you know, all those sorts of things. And it can be very, very difficult for me to, to move through that, that experience of failure. And, and the bigger the failure, often the, the more difficult it can be. So how, how do we move through failure when we experience failure? Um, I think this is where uh, having a support network or mm. building a support network is really important. So, for example, even when we were um, organizing this workshop, uh, there were ups and downs. And then um, at what point one of our volunteers actually had to drop out of the project altogether for personal reasons. So that definitely put, you know, 
that was a stumbling block right in the middle of the road as we were trying to meet deadlines. I think, and then in those moments, it was really when other people stepped up and then took on a bit of the work. And then having, you know, worked with the Working Women Community Center, having had that relationship already in existence and, and having already built the trust prior to trying to organize a workshop, um, I think that really helped uh, get the process back online and get the process back on the right track. So I think just reaching out, um, don't be, not being afraid to reach out to people um, and then uh, keeping an optimistic mind and knowing that people do want to help you. Uh, but then you do have to have some sort of, you know, you, you have to know what you're asking for. You can't just go to them and just kind of say, well, here's my problem. But um, I mean, one of our panelists said it really well. Um, so the, uh, Mauricio, he said, you know, um, every day when, 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 when he was still living in, in, um, in, in his country, uh, he would go to this, um, uh, really, I, I guess a person who's really well off. So a, a successful businessman. And then, and then he would say, well, you know, um, I have this problem. Like, what do you think I should do? And then the guy would say, Oh, come back tomorrow. So then he would do that. He'd go back tomorrow. He would tell, tell, tell this businessman, um, here's kind of like what, like my problem is like, what do you think I should do? And then the guy would say, come back tomorrow. So, you know, after enough of that, like coming back tomorrow, um, he finally asked, he, he said, you know, I've, I've come back so many times, but, but you have the same answer. And then the guy said, yeah, but <clears throat> Mauricio, every time you come to me, you always come with a problem. You never come with a solution. And then I think that just really changed his entire mindset. And that's something that was very, very inspirational to me as well. I think just you can reach out to people, but then knowing that you can reach out with a solution and people will be happy to help you. Um, and in my life as well, I've, I've had so many situations where I reached out sometimes to complete strangers just uh, through a cold call. And it's actually quite amazing how helpful people are, especially I think in, in Canada in, in the Toronto region, people are just um, sometimes amazingly helpful, but you do have to have a specific ask. So you can't just go out and say, well, I want to reach for the moon, but then you don't know how, and then you don't know how they can help you. I think people do want to help, but I think having knowing how to ask for advice, knowing how to ask for help is um, something that well, we also talked a bit about in, in, in the workshop. Nice. How to ask for help. I think that's something that we can, we can all learn uh, from how to ask for help indeed. So at the end of this project, at the end of our conversation today, what is leadership? What does leadership mean to you, Jenny? I think to me, leadership means, um, I think there's a difference between being a manager in title and being a true leader. So I think to me, being a true leader means you don't need to have the title. You don't need to be called a vice president. You don't need to be called the president. You don't, you don't need to be called, called the founder or the co-founder or anything really fancy like that. I think um, I, I, I really sub sub subscribe to the idea of, you know, that everyday leader, the the, the idea that you can just, you can be a really good person. You can go and try to spread positive, um, try to be positive and try to spread happiness throughout the world and then really change somebody's life. Um, and to them in, in a big way, but then to you, it just, it, it, it was kind of just like an everyday thing. So I think, uh, that to me is a leader. And I think a leader to me is somebody who, um, is empathetic, who thinks about, 
the lives of others and thinks about the impact that they can have on other people and wants other people to succeed. I think a leader is somebody who wants to take care of a community. Um, and a leader is somebody who wants to be the representative voice of a community because they themselves personally understand what it feels like to go through the things that that community has gone through, um, which is something that, you know, the, the working women, the working women community center, I, I, I can't praise them enough. Um, this is exactly what they do. And they are from the community. Um, they've been serving the community for decades and they continue to do so to this day. And, um, the, the, and the, their mission is one that is so positive and one that sees possibilities, not barriers. One, one that sees solutions, not just problems. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Solutions, empathetic from the community, serving the community and wanting others to succeed. I think that that's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful way of, of, of thinking of, of leadership. And of course, you know, all, all, you know, it's, there's a, there's a, there's a place within leadership and within community people to, to follow as well. Right. And to, to move in and out of that leadership role and times when we, you know, as you, as you spoke about yourself, right. Times when you ask for help, times when you follow others being leader and times when you step up. And I think that that's, uh, you, you really, in your own experiences talking today, really modeled so much of that in, in your own leadership style. As we close, is there anything else you would, you would like to touch on today before we end our wonderful little conversation? Um, I, think, uh, I think it might just be a little plug for the Please, Rising plug, plug. Grant. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, they did not pay me to do this, by the way. Uh, <laughs> But um, I just had such a great experience um, uh, applying for the Rising Youth Grant and um, had had such support from the staff there throughout the process um, that I just want to uh, tell everybody who's thinking about doing a community initiative, um, if you're under the age of 30, I think it's the cutoff is uh, 30 and under, mm -hmm. um, you can go to risingyouth.ca and uh, they have three tiers of grants. So one is $250, one, the middle one is $750. And the community grant is uh, 1,500, which, which um, I guess it, it might not like the sum might not sound like a lot, but I mean, we were able to do a lot with just a small amount of money. And it's something that I think uh, if you have something that you're really passionate about, but then you don't know how to get started, I think you could reach out to their staff and then see what kind of supports are available. See if there's somebody who had done a similar type of project through this grant and see if, there, if, if you could reach out and have a conversation with them. So I think there's just, if you have great ideas and then you're looking to get started, I think this is a really good way of, of doing that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, for saying that. I really appreciate how you began and ended with talking about the support, right? Because, uh, you know, sometimes we are reluctant to ask for help. We are reluctant to ask for money. We don't know, you know, you know, oh, what will $250 do? But it allowed you to do the workshop, right? Or, or more money will allow you to do other things. And, and the, the taking it, taking it global and, and rising youth, um, are absolutely, um, you know, there to support anybody who, who wants the grant for projects. And, uh, yeah, and they, they work very, very, very hard to make it very, very, very easy. So thank you for, uh, for putting that plug in. I, I whole, wholesale agree with you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your, your day today from, from serving the public to, uh, to have this conversation with us today, Jenny. 
Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a good experience. Awesome. Bye-bye for now.